Tonight's Good Friday message text is from the Old Testament prophecy of Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, O Satan, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was standing before the angel, clothed with filthy garments. And the angel said to those who were standing before him, Remove the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, Behold, I have taken your iniquity away from you, and I will clothe you with pure vestments. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord was standing by, and the angel of the Lord solemnly assured Joshua, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways and keep my charge, then you shall rule my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you the right of access among those who are standing here. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, you and your friends who sit before you, for they are men who are assigned. Behold, I will bring my servant the branch. For behold, on the stone that I have set before Joshua, on a single stone with seven eyes, I will engrave its inscription, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of this land in a single day. This is God's word. And this, from God's word, previews the cross, which brings us here tonight. How God would remove the iniquity of the land, according to the last verse of Zechariah 3 that I read to you. How he would do that ultimately, not just for the people back then, but for all of us. Ultimately, he would do so through a definitive act of self-sacrifice. God calls his coming servant in this passage a branch, a branch who would hang on a repurposed tree to take away the sins of the world. You know, the Old Testament is quite audiovisual in the way it presents uh, all the imagery it does to us, particularly the prophets are audiovisual. And so most of us know there are places in the Old Testament like this one in Zechariah 3, where God graphically signals a way to him was coming for everyone through a, a one-time definitive act. Prophets weren't clear on how as to the means of this, but they knew why. They knew why a clear way to God was needed in this vision the prophet Zechariah is communicated to by God, the he in verse 1, he showed me Joshua, God is showing him. And Zechariah is communicated with by God, shown a vision of uh, why, why the cross, which this night is all about. And it's a fascinating vision that he's given. The high priest's name in Zechariah's time is Joshua. The Hebrew pronunciation is Yeshua, which is the same rendering for Jesus' name in Hebrew. It's told in verse 1, he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, which is specific to a certain location. Joshua is uh, in the Holy of Holies. Uh, 
It's thought what's uh, happening here is that Joshua is performing as high priest, the holiest man in the community, supposed to be, he's performing a a once a year task before the angel of the Lord to, to enter this holy of holies, the innermost part of the temple where the visible presence of God's glory, a, a tangible expression of it, at least visibly tangible, the, the, the glory of God uh, bef- atop the Ark of the Covenant, only the high priest could go in there. And that on one day only during the year, and he went in there to make atonement for himself as the high priest, for the priestly community, and for all the people of Israel, atonement means cover. The year of, of, of covering the sins of the community through this high holy act in this high holy place, the Holy of Holies. While in the Holy of Holies, once a year, the day of atonement, Yom Kippur, Leviticus 16 spells it out if you want to look at that later. On that one specific day, one specific man, the high priest, entered this one specific place, the Holy of Holies. And the place he entered, it was, a, it was a public ceremony, even though the people could not see inside that place. Nor could the other priests see inside that place. No one could see Joshua inside the Holy of Holies. They could see him go in, they could see him come out. Everyone kept social distance from the Holy of Holies, except the high priest once a year. We looked at Revelation as a church um, earlier this year from January through March. And in Revelation, John, uh, a disciple, an apostle, he's given visions of heaven, a place he could not go to yet, but he's shown this marvelous uh, vision of, uh, of, of heaven. And Zechariah is given Uh, an Old Testament equivalent to that in that Zechariah is shown inside the Holy of Holies. Now, this is a a staggering thing for anyone because Zechariah is not a high priest. He's a prophet, but only the high priest gets to go in this place. And Zechariah gets to see inside into the Holy of Holies where the high priest went in that one day went in three times that one day. He went in first to offer animal sacrifice for his own sins, goes back in to offer sacrifice for the priestly community's sins, goes back in yet again to offer sacrifice for the people's sins. Before he went in each time, he bathed. He uh, bathed from head to toe and he dressed in in new linen garments each time he came in and out that particular one day he could go in it, it it's not altogether unlike what medical professionals are having to do now the extra precautions they're taking and taking on and off the medical garments as they deal with the current crisis that also the people could watch They couldn't see him go inside the Holy of Holies, the high priest, but they could, through a very thin veiled screen, they could see the bathing happening. They could see the old garments going off and the new garments coming on. And it was important the people could at least see that because 
Joshua is their representative before God as the high priest. And the people knew that as high priest, he'd just spent the previous week, before that day, he'd spent the previous week secluded, isolated from everyone. So he wouldn't accidentally touch anything unclean. The night before that day of atonement, the high priest did not sleep, but spent the entire night praying and reading scripture in purification rites. It was very involved. But then Zechariah, looking inside this place, no one got to see except the high priest. Zechariah sees the unthinkable. Joshua is there where he's supposed to be on the day of atonement in the holy of holies and yet his clothing is covered not just with dirt but with fecal matter the hebrew is graphic i can't begin to describe for you i mean we think that's gross you know obviously it is but i cannot describe for you the horror that would stoke in the heart of an observant jew there was simply no way for that to be possible the worst high priest there ever was wouldn't let anything close to that even happen. The ceremony from start to finish, is, it's too carefully orchestrated by law and tradition for anything like that to be even remotely possible. It's just too important a day, too important a moment for Joshua to look like this. So here in Zechariah's vision, the unthinkable. The unthinkable has happened. Joshua representing himself and the priests and the people is anything but clean. Furthermore, Satan has shown up to capitalize on this, he being the accuser and opportunistic with that. Why is Zechariah being shown this vision? What is this about? What's the point? Zechariah was being shown by God the why. Why a once for all definitive work needed to clear our way to God from whom we are totally isolated in our sin. Zechariah was being shown graphically God's view of even the holiest person in his community. That their representative was entirely insufficient. What Zechariah saw on Joshua's clothes is what God sees in our hearts at the core of our being. Zechariah was being shown no matter what we do to commend ourselves to God, we are unfit for his presence in reality. Something else has to happen. God has to do the cleaning. God has to provide the way for the cleaning to happen. This is in verse 4. The angel said to those who were standing before him, remove the filthy garments from Joshua. And he said, behold, I've taken your iniquity away from you and I will clothe you with pure vestments. It's a picture of redemption. And I love how verse 5 puts... Uh, Zechariah from the galley saying and, and put a clean turban on his head <laughs> Lord lavish your grace on this man it's too important 
for, for, for us who have to have something happen so that we can access your holy presence. Lord, make sure he's clean or none of us have a prayer. And it happens. God says, okay, we'll get a clean turban too. God cleanses Joshua, grace upon grace. But more is needed. Because after this, there's the interaction with the, the fellow priests. And God says, I'm going to bring my servant, the branch, capital B. And I will remove the iniquity of this land in a single day through that servant. We know the rest of the story. How centuries later, after Zechariah, another Joshua, again the Hebrew is Yeshua, another Joshua, called here the branch, would do the yet more needed in hanging on wood in a cursed way. He would stage his own day of atonement, a once-for-all day of atonement that would cover any and all sin in a single act on a single day, but for all time, not to be repeated. And he too, Jesus, he would have a week of preparation beforehand. He too, on the night before, didn't sleep but whereas Zechariah's Yeshua had Zechariah and a whole community cheering him on and, and, and pleading on his behalf, our Yeshua experienced nearly everyone he loved abandoning him and suffered even the forsaking of God the Father for those six hours, that good Friday. Why do we call it good? This Friday, why do we call it good? Because... Our Joshua in those hours did what was needed to take away our sin before God and make us clean. He made the way to God clear. He made us clean. Our Joshua didn't get pure vestments, but was stripped of the only garment he had, humiliated, naked, beaten, killed his bath human spit from all the people lining the way calling for his blood there's a verse in the new testament second corinthians 5 21 it says god made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we can become the righteousness of god jesus was clothed as it were with our sin, treated as if he was guilty of everything wrong, everything negligent, everything disordered, everything nasty. He took our place as substitute, which goes farther and, and deeper. It does more than merely a representative can do. He, he suffered the penalty in, in our place as our substitute. The penalty that we incur for our rebellion against him. He being God, Jesus. So that we then get what Revelation 19 wonderfully pictures 
as an echo of Zechariah 3. Revelation 19 says, let us rejoice and be glad because fine linen is given to us to wear in God's presence. Would you pray with me? Father, we can't really begin to find the words to express the gratitude that we feel for how you have brought us in on a great transference. Our life, his life, our life in need of judgment, our life in need of condemnation even, even if we don't think our sins are particularly gross, there's a lot about us, Lord, that is off kilter with you. But nothing about Jesus was. And so we thank you that by his stripes we are healed of everything that we're guilty of, everything that's disordered and untrue, everything that we have willingly participated in, you willingly sent your own son to be treated on our behalf as if he was guilty of it all, though he wasn't, so that that transference could happen, so that we could receive his life into our own and eventually experience the glorified life that he, alive and well in your presence, enjoys today. Father, we thank you for grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Normally, in our Good Friday services, we have a tradition where we, uh, we take communion together. And we have a cross here at the front of the sanctuary, and the cross has prefixed nails and little slips of paper are handed out before the service. And it says, Jesus Christ died for, and then a blank in which you can fill in your own name. And we're going to go with a, a plan B this year. The plan B, if you want to participate in this, is as follows. Take a nail. I have just a thin finishing nail here. Take a post-it note. And write on that post-it note, Jesus Christ died for and your name, if you want to. And then take that nail and that post-it note and place it uh, on a mirror, maybe, or place it on a, a window, or place it on the a screen in your car, where it'll be until Easter morning. And then on Easter morning, take it down and throw it away in celebration of knowing that the work was finished on Friday and uh, the new life uh, walking out of the tomb was, was that Sunday. And so if you want to do that, we want to give you a couple of minutes to do that. If not that, maybe just a couple of minutes as Ken and Rachel play of quietude, of thanking the Lord for what he's accomplished for us. Amen.